0: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children 18 plus, you are tuned into the Loan Officer Podcast with me, Dustin Owen, and back. This is the first time we've ever had a guest on for the second time. This guest happens to have been one of our first fans, and I would like to leave one of our biggest fans, but most importantly, why I wanted to have him on. A year ago, almost to the day. I had Mike Williams on, he was a brand new associate to Waterstone Mortgage, a rookie loan officer, didn't know his butt from his head when it came to the mortgage industry. In fact, I interviewed him, I mean, we didn't even talk about the mortgage industry. We talked about the car industry because you had just recently joined Waterstone after leaving the car industry. Today, I wanna welcome you and I wanna thank you for coming on because we're gonna celebrate the hell out of the fact that in your first 12 months, you closed over 100 transactions for over $24 million, technically, you blew Casey McElroy, who's been on the show, a celebrated rookie loan officer, blew him out of the water. And I kind of want to pick your brain, Mike, and I want the audience to be able to hear your answers when it comes to the journey, right? I I know some things because you and I work together and I've been a part of your process over the past 12 months, but I really want to hear it from you because there's definitely going to be some things that you do that... I'm not privy to, and the audience is going to get a good good kick out of. So without further ado, please let me welcome from Waterstone Mortgage, future rookie of the year, shatterer of every production record. I'm saying all this, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, because he won't. But this dude is cranking out a ton of loans like a machine, still learning how to be a great professional, but has figured out the hardest part, which is how do you close 10 loans a month? You just go out there and do it. So, Mike Williams, thank you for agreeing to come on the show. I know you're exhausted. A
1: little bit.
0: You were up until what time last night submitting loans to processing?
1: Uh, it was about
0: 2.30, 2.45. Okay, so we're going to work on getting Mike a coach, and we're going to work on how we can reduce some of those hours. But, you know, you're not just a mortgage professional. Congratulations. You're a dad now to baby number three.
1: Yep, thank right?
0: you. So your
1: girls are held now? Uh, Two-year-old twins uh, just turned in February, and uh, an eight-week-old baby girl Okay, so
0: imagine this. You're brand new to the industry. You're setting the world on fire. You're closing 10 loans plus a month. Oh, and by the way, you have, let's just start with two-year-old twins. That's
1: pretty wild. That's a good time.
0: And then, oh, let's throw a new baby in the mix. Why not? Why not? While you're trying to figure out this new career, and you're dealing with um, basically what I would call drinking from a fire hose.
1: Very much so, yeah. It's what do you um
0: ride. uh one of the first questions that I know anyone's going to ask if they're tuned in and watching this is well Mike what do you attribute to your success how did you close 100 units in your first 12 months
1: Uh I would say uh Waterstone Mortgage number one No yeah. no 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 but, uh, no, no. but, uh, no, but like right? like like like
0: full disclosure and don't bullshit anybody like like if you have something unique that no one else has don't give someone false hope that, oh, it's going to be very easy. Yeah, for sure. Um, so, like, how did you, how'd you do it?
1: And it hasn't been easy for sure. But a ton of support, seriously, coaching, mentorship, uh, just people in the office, the culture here, being able to ask anybody anything, anytime, people answer the phone, they want to see you do well. That has been huge for sure. Uh, by making the phone ring, not knowing what to do after that, but making the phone ring, uh, basically I built a business in the car business that we discussed last time I was here um, and just taking care of people, you know? Uh, I remember I got a text at like 1230 in the morning one time um, and, you know, my wife, my phone on loud for my alarm in the morning or whatever. My wife like, who is that at 1230? You know, on a Tuesday night or something. And it was a customer texting me saying, hey Mike, you know, we bought a, our car from you two years ago or whatever uh and the garage door opener in the car stopped working and we were wondering if you could walk us through like putting it back together you know and while that's really annoying i'm glad i did not remember these people didn't remember the name couldn't think of who it was and i didn't even set their garage door opener you can't do that unless you're at their house right so uh anyways the fact that i took care of them enough that they thought of me like the first thing they did was text me maybe they didn't mean to send it midnight or whatever but uh you know, taking care of people, making that happen, establishing that relationship, and then being their, you know, subject matter expert, their trusted professional, and whatever. And the big test was: Will, will people follow me to, you know, the mortgage industry? Um, so and, I'm gonna stop you right
0: there because yeah. I think that's what's key to know. Someone tuning in: How did Mike Williams do this? How did he? Because by the way, what was your purchase to refi mix? Because I, I mean, eighty-two, I think
1: eighty-two percent
0: purchase. Right, last year was a refi boom. Right, we're not we're not going to sugarcoat it. It was a refi boom. A lot of people made lots of money because of the refinances. And you did your fair share of refis, but as a rookie loan officer, you didn't rely on them. In fact, you did the exact opposite. And I think that's what's equally impressive for anyone tuning in, especially anyone gearing up for 2021 and 2022, where refis aren't going to be of abundance the way they were in in 2020. You are an 82% purchase to refi mix, meaning 82% of your loans that you closed were purchased. That means 18% were refinanced. Yes, sir. But what I hear and what I want to know is you were in the car industry as a salesman yep. and you were in the industry for how long? Uh, five, almost six years. Okay. So almost six years and you were the type of sales professional that at 1230, even though you didn't set up my, my garage, uh, when my car wasn't working and I couldn't open up my garage, The person texted
1: you two years later three years later yeah two
0: or three years later and although you didn't know their name you still responded exactly you still helped them you put people first
1: yeah of course okay And, and uh yeah it was annoying and even things now you know people call me you know whatever months and months later and ask about their homeowner's insurance provider and who it was and if i remember their phone number or whatever you know but they're thinking of me you know they're thinking of that loan officer or whatever that helped them with everything there's tons that we wear a lot of hats here for sure. I mean, you become a financial advisor basically. And if people trust you to do that, they remember you, you took care of them, you walked them through like the biggest purchase, you know, of their lifetime more than likely, uh, and all the stress of it, and a lot of first time home buyers, stuff like that, just complicated, you know, hairy deals. Uh, those are the ones that kind of forge those relationships and, and where people become, you know, where they send everybody to you and they tell everybody about you. Uh, and that's kind of what I did in the car business for five, six years. And then came here in the mortgage business and kind of plugged it in.
0: That's the key. That's the takeaway or the tie down that I was looking for. Because you, for five going on almost six years, you were that guy that people trusted. You were that guy that when they interacted with you, they trusted you. You're authentic. And they knew that if you reached out to them in a time of need that you would deliver. Sure, sure. So it was natural. And I, I want to share this because not everyone's going to have exactly what you had, right? Not everyone's going to come from the car industry the way that you did. In fact, I know of you. I know of a guy by the name of Mike <laughs> David up in Oklahoma who both came from the car industry cool. with a similar following, and you both blew it out of the water. So there's a little bit of a common theme there. But for, for anyone tuning in, please know that there wasn't a, a magical marketing trick that Mike Williams did to get the phone to ring enough times that he could pre-qualify enough home buyers that he would end up with enough closings. Mm. All you did is previously for five to six years, took great care of people at a very high level. I mean, you were one of the top producers at, in your dealership group, if not the top producer, mm. but you did such a good job that people remembered you and your cell phone number. Right. Right, And exactly. then when they reached out to you, you were able to tell them, Hey, I'm no longer in the car industry. However,
1: yep. I can I help can you help. buy a house. Exactly.
0: Um, now, help me brainstorm this. For anyone tuning in, they're like, well, shit, I don't have that. I'm not coming from the car business where I was the number one sales guy, five years running, selling, by the way, like expensive vehicles, Denalis. Right, right. You know, like, like the, the, the more, most expensive SUV or truck that you can, you can buy, also one of the nicer uh, vehicles you can buy. Yes, sir. Um, but, like, I was just thinking as, as we were prepping for today's show, okay, well, if I'm not coming from the industry, but what industry am I coming from? Right. right. Like we have a lady who just joined us. She's coming from the wedding industry. Okay, so she made some of the best cakes, groom cakes, wedding cakes for the past nine years, has a crazy good Instagram following. Well, based on your success, we're going to go ahead and parlay your success into having this lady, Alejandra, lean hard into her Instagram following. Sure. Lean hard. I mean, think about the people who... By Denali's. Think about the people who pay fifteen hundred dollars yeah. for a wedding cake
1: or a birthday, or a, you know, yeah,
0: the, those people who are spending good money on. So that was that was someone who's coming from the cake making industry. Yeah. How about if you're coming from the law enforcement industry? You were actually first career was Elio, right? Yeah. Yes, sir. Okay, well, if you're a law enforcement agent, let's say you're a deputy in your local county, should you not be leaning hard into those relationships? For sure. Right? Whether these the attorneys you knew, the judges you knew uh maybe you got along with some of the uh the 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 firehouses i know not all cops and firefighters they have this like love-hate relationship in certain markets but you have all of your other boys and girls in blue those are people who should be buying homes and they need an expert like you to have their back right absolutely like if you're a cop you got your brother your sister six whether you're in uniform or out of uniform you should still have their six but if you're not marketing to that and playing into that that's what you did, right? No,
1: I still That's, do it. Yeah, and, but,
0: well, and you still do it. Yeah, I mean, you, you still lean hard into the people you've already helped once. You want to help them again. For sure. And now, now I, I'll shut up after this question. But you did a lot of purchase business. Somewhere along the way, you had to have collected uh, or built relationships with realtors. Can you talk about like, how did you lean into your network, your circle of influence, but then leverage that into relationships that are, you know, at this point, withstanding and hopefully lifelong right. with, with realtors where you invest in the realtor's business and in return, they trust you with their buyers.
1: I mean, the same, the same idea, you know, everyone's got a circle of influence, uh, kind of touching back to what you're saying. Everyone's got a circle of influence, no matter if it was people that did business with you because, you know, I sold cars or people you worked with in another industry, uh, clients of you from, you know, something where you owned your own business um everyone has that and that's what should be their focus like everyone's good at something else you know like if I were on Instagram and that's where I got my clients from I would just fail miserably I don't know how to do any of that stuff you know that's why we got Coleman but uh whatever your strength is that's what you should play to and don't shy from it because you're in a new industry or at a a new job or whatever you know tap into that go back to that old job tell everybody what you do uh, and make sure that everyone in your life in some form or fashion knows what you do. Uh, and if you have that same mindset where you take care of people and you do whatever, go the extra mile, you know, educate yourself at three o'clock in the morning on guidelines or whatever. So you can be an expert, uh, not that I am, but so you, you know, you get in there type thing. Uh, well, how about really they, she important.
0: closed hundred loans. So according to the chart
1: halfway. day D O yeah, I'm halfway there.
0: You're at least good. I'm good. Yeah. yeah you yeah. are good. You yeah. clock, you close hundred loans. You're good to you close
1: 200 loans. You're an expert. I think we, there's some underwriters that would argue with you, but uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll take the good. Yeah so uh anyways um taking care of folks you know in the same way and, and being that person to them i mean uh like i was saying you know the annoying uh text at two thirty or whatever which really was annoying but those kind of things like that person's thinking of you they trust you they remembered you uh and i think the big thing was um i have a day of the week that uh, i think i got from uh big mike um that's just for calling uh big hitters basically right like my DOs or me, like I have somebody for everything, right? Like you need like a jacket, I have someone for a jacket. You need a new roof on your house. I I know like four people that'll get you a quote on the roof. Whatever it is, I have somebody. Uh, Other people, by the way, I love that you said
0: that. That's the premise of this show. Why is it called the Loan Officer Podcast? Because everyone needs a good LO in their back pocket. For sure. Because a loan officer's job is to have a guy or a girl for everything.
1: Context for everything, for sure.
0: So you said you pick a day of the week and you,
1: and who do you call? Just touch base with my. I, I call them uh, my guys right or my girls okay uh so the people like these are that, the
0: roofers and the tailors and no, the no, dentist no. or are no they the
1: people that know the roofers and the dentists okay and the, the people that no matter what you're talking about they're like oh i got some oh look, call caesar call you know this okay. guy, whatever um so people like that which are usually uh like entrepreneurs business people um you know or, uh, people that own their own business that kind of thing uh, a lot of folks like that people that have uh a stronghold in the community, like where I'm at, um, things like that. So I reach out to them maybe four or five, you know, in a morning or whatever, just to catch up type of thing, talk to them, remind them, see if they got a problem, if they got someone I should meet. And I literally ask them that, you know, like you said, um, how did the car business clients parlay into this? Um, I always had my cell phone. You couldn't rely at the dealership level. Um, Someone calls the dealership line, you will never know they call the dealership line (laughs) until they're like leaving in a car on your day off, right? So everything was done on my cell phone. So while I was here and especially training, I'm someone that has to know what I'm doing at least to some degree um, before, you know, I'm, I'm like taking one of those relationships and putting it at stake and putting their purchase and the agent and the title company and the listing agent and the sellers and all that. Like, I don't want that on my shoulders unless I think there's a good shot. We'll, we'll get it done. And I trust myself enough to do it. I'm not going to let them trust me to do it. So my phone would ring uh, in training and and did not want to do loans yet. Definitely just wanted to learn everything I could before I was comfortable enough to do it. And I literally had clients like, no, 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 I I'm buying this house or I'm refinancing or whatever. And, and you'll, you'll figure it out. Like, I know you'll figure it out. You know, you got people there that like, no, I'm like, Oh yeah, yeah, there's tons of people. Well, they'll help you, I'm sure. So let's just do that. How do I apply? I'm like, I don't, even, I don't even know how you apply. Let me figure that out. Okay, call me when you know how I apply. Let me ask you a question. In hindsight, do you think it's possible,
0: looking back, that you could have learned it without doing it? No. Like, like I if I made learn... the statement, the number one way to learn this business is to
1: do, do it. Do it, yeah, 100%. You I'm, would not disagree? No, not at all. Okay. I'm, I'm really glad those first, like, I think my second month, I closed one purchase, my third I closed two, and my fourth I closed one, and I learned more from those. And obviously it tied in with, with training and everything else and conversations and coaching and all that, but it really like put it all together. So you know, I'd bought a house, I'd bought two houses before. That was as much experience that tied things in. Now I've actually walked people through, you know, what's a CD, what's a loan estimate, what are points, and different programs and guidelines and, and just how the process works yeah you just got to go do it really and, and that's what I knew about coming here it was such a huge risk to leave like a well-paying job and you know something I was accomplished at and good at and when you get good at something you get comfortable and it's really hard to go you yeah, know I'm just gonna walk away from that and just yeah. throw it against the wall over here and see how this goes uh but you know ultimately uh I did and uh you know obviously it worked out I love it I'm happy but um uh I forget where I was going with that to be honest. Well, no, from an income
0: standpoint, obviously you had, you had one of your best income years, if not your best income yeah. year, which was fantastic. You now, something I do want to circle back on is I love, cause I never did this in my career. I never did this. Although, you know, guys like Michael J. Mayer in his book, seven levels of communication talk about this. You really worked your circle. Like you had, I'd call them your VIPs. You, you call them your, my guys, right? Mm-hmm. But those are VIP people in your life. Those are people and you didn't sit dormant you you made a point you were very proactive in keeping that relationship alive
1: yeah and and i think a big thing to say to any you know future lo or current lo because i know a lot of them that are bad at it uh not here but just the complaint i get from most of my agents or new agents that are you know saying what they're not happy about it's it's what you know answering the phone right Mm -hmm. so i always answer the phone even though i'm sitting here in training and i didn't know what i was doing i still answer the phone for all these clients and told them you know like hey i'm sorry i'm not at the dealership anymore but I can refer you to somebody, help you out, whatever. I want to make sure you're taken care of. Oh, what are you doing? You know, like, I was almost scared to tell him, oh, I'm, I'm doing mortgages now. You know? yeah. like, oh, you're doing more? Well, I'm not doing mortgages. I'm trying to figure out how to <laughs> do mortgages. And I'm like, give me a minute, six months, maybe three months. I don't know. Uh, but anyways, um, that uh, man, not sleeping is definitely well, you mean uh, submitting three loans processing <laughs> at 2.30 in the morning
0: and then helping your wife with an eight-week-old and yeah, 22 year olds yeah, yeah. is, is draining on you
1: at 3 p.m. in the afternoon on a Wednesday? And she's a machine, so thank God. Yeah, it's uh, no, well, a No, here,
0: well, here's one. here's what I'd ask you. I kind of want to get back to it anyhow. I think I, I heard the answer, but I want to repeat it for the audience. How did you – because you now have solid relationship with 12 to 18 realtors that you have their back, they have your back, you guys are, are you do life, you do business together. Yep. You were able to be introduced to those realtors through yeah. your guys and girls, Correct. right? Like that that's what you did. You reached out to your circle mm-hmm. and you're like, Hey, this is what I'm doing. My job is to network with realtors. Man. Who do you know? Have you guys been doing this podcast thing
1: for a while? You're like really good. That's exactly what I was going <laughs> to tell you about. Yeah, yeah, you caught right where I was at. Uh, I appreciate it. Um, so, yeah, so the phone rang, and really early on I met some of my best uh, agents now that, again, I was kind of scared and, and hesitant to even, like, start working with them. You don't want to ruin what could be my best agent for, like, 20 years because I did a loan my first three or six months instead of nine or 12 months or two years or whatever. Like uh, like,
0: like they were already
1: uh, proven and right, successful, right. And, known
0: in the community, and, and you're
1: like, I don't know if I wanna, like, yeah, want to, like, work on my
0: first couple loans exactly. with you,
1: but, but you had to. Exactly. Okay. Yeah, it just kind of happened. Uh, and some I put off and, and you know, went back to later and said, hey, I think I got it. You know, let's let's send me a hard one. Let's see if I do have it, you know, and that's that's what they do. Um, so anyways, so the first conversations were, um, you know, doing like a mortgage review, just seeing if it made sense to refinance and rates were just coming like really low at the time. Uh, COVID was hitting kind of a weird time, too. That yeah, was how about bizarre. that? You
0: launched your mortgage yeah. career, I think, a month before COVID hit? Uh, one month before and then. I mean, the whole world shut down for, for the next month.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, we did nothing. Yeah. And then we slowly started entering our way back into like normalcy. Yeah. That was a minute. I, I was home for three or four weeks as well. Uh, working from home, you know, training, doing all that, finishing that up. Um, but yeah, I closed four loans. Those like three, four months, first four months, I guess, like four loans. So not, not very much, obviously training, doing all that kind of stuff. And then uh, I guess it was like June that things started taking off. Probably May. I was getting busy with like applications and stuff and, excuse me um so anyways the first conversations when my phone would ring or I'd reach out to somebody let them know hey I've moved this is what I'm doing or they called me for something or to catch up whatever hey this is what I'm doing yeah maybe it makes sense to refi you know oh we rent you know blah 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 so I started asking them like hey do you have uh you know a realtor like who's the best realtor you know, not someone that does it part-time and they're a high school principal or something you know like someone that is an agent full-time that you think I'd get along with you know that's part of my job is to to meet agents and help them, basically, and uh, and then like what a warm referral to that person. I mean, honestly, I don't know if anybody in my life, whether I was in the mortgage business or not, doesn't know like at Correct. least a decent agent, right? In Orlando, yeah. Florida, there's like nineteen thousand. There's probably more than that. There's, there I might be a hundred. Right. I think that's 19, right. I, I think,
0: I, I think it might be like ten or twelve. I, but, might, I might have heard that. Yeah, then
1: uh, lucky guess. Um, but yeah, so they introduced me, and then obviously, hey. Uh, you know, Mr. Coleman, Dustin, told me that uh, we should get to know each other. I've been doing business with them for five years, and they trust me, and they said the same thing about you. And that's the truth. Like, at the end of the day, do I want to work with people that I don't get along with, that we don't have? And I have all types of walks of life and uh, creed, religion, everything else for, for agents, but just like-minded people. Like, we get along. You know, I'd go yeah. to lunch with all these people. I'd go to dinner. We'd hang out with the kids or whatever. Uh, that's that's a big deal. And those people, were they knew me. You know, they knew that person, so they were able to say, like, yeah, but y'all probably wouldn't work together. Or you know what? No, y'all would hit it off. Absolutely. Here's his number. I'm gonna call him right now or her. Then tell him you're calling. So it's that ask network. Most of those agents, yeah, just it's work that in that network. network.
0: <laughs> it's that. So when it comes to, to getting enough referrals to end up closing the 100 loans, it, it ends up being this: uh, have a large network, lean hard into the, to it, ask them for realtor ask referrals, for referral, for sure. uh, but don't don't hide from what you want. You want like minded people who are serious about their business because yeah. you are too
1: whether they're new and I grew with a lot of agents, you know, for sure. And, and I told them right away, hey, I'm, I am brand spanking new. And how long have you been doing this? It seems like most of them are like on their second year when I was on my first year, it seems <laughs> like. And we all grew together and, and, you know, I had built a business, um, a referral network, you know, a business of repeat and referral clients uh, with no, you know, internet leads or whatever cold calling or knocking on doors or any of that. So I had a lot of tips for them to help them, you know, I mean, I'd have, how many agents did you have in your life ask you to pay for Zillow leads or whatever, right? Like every yellow right now, Yeah. all of them basically. Right. Uh, so anytime I get asked, I had this conversation yesterday on the way home, uh, with a newer agent, um, in town and, uh, struggling, you know, super, I mean, six, eight months in the business or something, one of my brokers, uh, new hires. And, uh, anyways, uh, his job has, I mean, like a, cush circle of people not huge but definitely enough people to do plenty of business as an agent for sure um and i'm like well when's the last time you you told every single one of them and reminded them that you're you're a real estate agent you know uh you know i, I never really i'm kind of nervous about getting in trouble for talking about it or something I'm like man get real i would wear like a sign around my chest that said i'm, an, I'm a real estate agent in florida or whatever yeah. uh I, I think that's a a big thing is I help them build their business.
0: Yeah. So this guy hit you up for money. You're like, look, I'm going to do one better. I'm not going to give you the 500 bucks or a thousand dollars you're looking for. I'm going to sit down with you yeah. and I'm going to coach you. I'm yeah. going to coach you on best practices that I know that work yeah. that are by the way, free. Yeah. 100%. And then also they're more productive.
1: Yeah, yeah. So what's better? Uh, internet lead asking about our points and fees or, Bob that, you know, lives down the street from Mary who I've been doing business with for a year or that I worked with two years ago, or that whatever the connection is, there's some connection there and they're calling you, they're not, you know, online like in their underwear in their living room, shopping for the cheapest rate or fees or a free loan or whatever it is that you're up against. Like it's so much harder to convert somebody like that. So much less likely that you'll even get a ten oh three out of it or, or out of it. Uh it's so much less likely that you'll lock a loan like that, that you'll fund a loan like that. I mean, uh, those warm referrals, people that are in some type of circle that you're in and the more people I think you know think about it or put their mind to it, they know a whole lot more people, maybe they don't want to talk to these people, you know. But reach out, let everybody know what you're doing. I had a couple um, title companies too, I don't even know who told me that Reach out to title companies, you know, and I met a lot of my agents from uh, like two people. That I would have told you to do that. I'm a huge fan, was. huge fan of that. Yeah. It might have been like three or four of you, so I didn't want to yeah. put it just on you, but yeah, uh, I'll take full credit. Companies. Damn yeah, it, I'll take full credit. <clears throat> I think it was, <laughs> and the uh, I so like two title companies I had pretty good connections with um, from uh, car clients of mine, and they yeah they just. Every day, I mean, once a week, probably I get some random call like, "Hey, this loan's falling apart for you know this agent that you know lists in the house here." And I told him, "Maybe you can help." I don't even know if you want to mess with it. And I'm like, "Oh, what is it?" You know, it's, there it's you a $500,000 $500, conventional yeah. loan, you know, or something. Like, there's a nugget. Self-employed. Employed. I'm like, oh, self-employed. the friend
0: closures at title companies. Yeah, closures. let them know that you love to do the hard loans. Yep. If something's going sideways sure. to give you a call, at least give you first right of refusal, at least yeah. give you the opportunity to give them a second opinion. And the second yep. opinion may be it's dead. Yeah, it's dead. Yeah, but yeah, but at least you get that opportunity and you would, and you're For like sure. raising your hand saying you want to do that.
1: And what is the new agent to you? Like obviously the borrowers who you're focused on in that moment. What's the new agent to you? Think about you? that you just said from jump street, Hey, I'm not saying anything bad about them. Maybe they didn't have all the information, but I just looked at this for 30 seconds. just had this conversation where I walked in there. I just looked at this for like 45 seconds. It isn't going to work. Yeah. There's no way it's going to work. It's never going to work. They shouldn't have been pre-approved piece of paper. They gave you is worthless, you know, here's the way to get it better. But this house is dead. Like, don't, you know, don't lose your EMD and, you know, your deposit and, and move on for sure. Um, yeah, they appreciate it. And it's like, and I think the easiest thing to make, you know, yourself attractive to agents, A, be yourself and, and follow through and do what you say you're going to do. Uh, B is to ask them what they don't like about whatever lender that they're on the fence about. Otherwise, why would they really be talking to you, right? Uh, depending on how you met or, or where the conversation's taking place. But how do we get on the phone, right? I sent you an email or whatever and said, hey, we have a mutual connection. They said I should know you. I'm you know, Mike Williams. I work at Waterstone Mortgage. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Well, if they emailed back or called you, there's probably something. Maybe a deal went south. Maybe they don't know if it was the loan officer's fault or not, cause it always is, but it never is, right? When you ask hello. Uh, but, anyways, <clears throat> excuse me, um, I think uh, just being like straight with them, just you know, asking them what they dislike about that. And, and most of the time, it's they won't pick up the phone. I've never heard from them, they've never returned a call or picked the phone up from five days to a closing it funded type thing, you know, yeah. <clears throat> whether we got an extension or not, they were always on vacation or, you know, in a meeting or whatever. And it's like, no, those are the times you really need to answer the phone and keep people updated. And, you know, like I, I tell all my agents, all, all my borrowers, honestly, like as soon as we have a problem before I've even figured out a solution or even know that there is a solution, I'm going to call you and tell you we've got a problem, especially the agent for sure. Uh, just so you know, like, Hey, something's up. Yeah, and man, I messed up or I oversaw this or they didn't tell me this. And maybe I should have asked a couple different ways, but it's new information. The underwriter found out, which is never good. Uh, you know, we want to know that ahead of time and, and set it up, whatever. And I'm sorry, you you know, you drove 2000 miles and made in this climate right now, you know, 10 offers and finally got one accepted. And, uh, you know, I, I shit the bed or whatever, you know, I messed up or the borrower fibbed about something or went and bought a car a week before closing or what Quit their job because they know they're making more money now, three weeks before closing. That was cool last month. <laughs> uh, you know, that kind of stuff happens. Sounds like you've been
0: put through the ringer, yeah, which yeah, is bit. good.
1: I mean, you've gained experience <laughs> sure. through all of this. I have a couple questions
0: for you. Yeah. Uh, then we probably should wrap it up. Um, although you and I can sit here and talk shop for, for days. Sure, yeah. um, so I'm going to throw this caveat out there. Please know that this company is not a sponsor. Uh, they don't pay to ad, uh, advertise. I do pimp them out a lot which is Xenix, yeah. young professionals, young in their career. I tell them they need to look into Xenix, whether you pay for it, whether you work for a company that pays for it, at a minimum do ground school, possibly ground school and flight school, it's gonna teach you the basics, the foundations, the stuff that quite honestly, your sales manager, does, your sales manager doesn't have the time yeah. to teach, teach you the basics. In 15 words or less, am I blowing smoke? And if I am, tell me, like, eh, do you on a scale of 1 to 10, I'd give Zenix this number. Or, like, how would you, looking back 12 months ago, how much importance would you, you, knowing what you know now, put on a formal self-guided education such as one that's provided by Zenix? I'm curious because I don't know
1: this answer. What I was talking about earlier with uh, doing those first few loans when I really didn't even know the process or the steps, I didn't even know how to advise them what was happening next. Like, I don't know. Let me ask somebody what's happening next, right? That, that's what, and I said after I closed those like three or four deals, really the first one helped a ton. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, after I closed those three or four first deals, that's what it was tying in was all the, the lessons from Xenix and, you know, even YouTube videos and stuff that I'd watched about just different things um, debt to income, you know, calculating loan to value, LPAs, I mean, different programs um that's what made all that kind of click was actually doing the loans if i had just done the loans and not known the like why behind the the how i guess uh then yeah that it's like 50 50 basically doing loans and having something like Zenix, uh in your back pocket especially at the same time a little bit of a lot of Zenix and a little bit of doing a loan or two even if you're following somebody else's loan you know Um, so you
0: would still recommend it absolutely If, if you're talking to mike williams a year ago you would say hey
1: yeah, no, That's part of
0: the playbook that you don't want to rip out. Yeah, okay, that, it's good for me to know because yeah. I do constantly and consistently because I believe in it. I mean, I'm a technically a Zenx graduate myself, yeah. um, and I know here at Waterstone we we provide it to you all and, and we believe in it. But rarely do I actually put someone on the spot and say, "Hey, by the way, yeah. did I waste my money? No, you know, was was this worth it?" So keep that in mind. Let's go back 12 months ago. What would you tell yourself just one year ago? Hey, Mike do more of this and do less of that?
1: Uh, what is the this and what is the that? I would say refi's just from a purely uh, money and experience income and, and the learning of, of doing more loans. Um, oh, you wish you did more refi's? For sure, I definitely left money on the table not doing as many refi's. Really, you know, when you, when you suck at something, you're slow, right? And when you're scared to mess it up, you're slow, you triple, quadruple, you overanalyze everything. Uh, until you don't have time, and that's what happens in this business, and probably everything. You know, the car business was similar, law enforcement was similar. It's like you kind of have a lull, and then holy, mo- you know, everything's going nuts, and everything's exploding, and then it kind of slows down again. And you know, managing that is kind of always a, a battle. It, it is right now. It's always like that. But uh, well, no, man, it, it was but, more of
0: like like what what did you think you, you wish you did more of? Like like you said, you wish you did more refis. Like like you you and I were talking offline how you're like man. It's fantastic. You did 82% purchase, but you're like, I feel like I left money on the table, which by the way, there's top producers who have been in this industry for decades who feel the same way. Right. Like, and I would tell you, don't beat yourself up. You did the most important thing, which was a lot of volume for someone who didn't know what they were doing, still learning their craft. And you focus on the purchase because the purchase will pay you
1: relationships for forever.
0: You leaned hard into your relationships. You, you build relationships and that's, that's your, your niche and your stick is you build real relationship that lasts a lifetime, but you also work them. You reach out to your people, you check in on your people which you know, if you have a circle of influence and you're not doing that, that's a really easy light uh, switch to turn on. For sure. I mean, because it doesn't take really any talent or any preparation. You just start money doing nerd. it. Yeah. Yeah. No money either, right? Yeah. You just you just start doing it. But in hindsight, okay, you you wish you would have capitalized. But that's honestly, too easy of an answer. Right. That's because yeah. I don't know how really how realistic that would have been, because well, could you have really taken on more business? That's
1: what I was scared of. I was scared that those extra, you know, two or three refis or whatever it would have been at the time. We're going to like bog me down, bog the system down, and it would just implode. And then, of course, if I screwed up some purchases now, we're losing real. You screw up a refi. It's like, oh, hey, sorry, you're not closing Tuesday. You're yeah, closing next correct. Friday. Like, yeah. That, that's why I love refis. Like, oh, you oh, can't good. screw them up. I didn't even know we were closing Tuesday. Yeah. Like, oh, OK, cool. Uh, purchase. It's like, oh, we're canceling and this and, you know, uh, yeah, charging I, borrowers for a two-day extension and crazy stuff. I, I so would tell
0: you good job not chasing the low-hanging fruit yeah, because here sure. we are, interest rates are almost up a full 1%.
1: What would I be doing? Refis
0: right have dried up, and you're not freaking out. Yep. You're still closing. I think you closed like $3.9 last month. Mm, just... Right? I mean, you, you, you still are doing crazy good numbers because you didn't let refis. Exactly. But I, I'm, I, I'm thinking – um, like you shared with me certain resources. Would you mind sharing? Cause you're obviously a resourceful person. We teach you a lot here at, at, at Waterstone. We don't teach people how to be resourceful, right? Like you're mentioning YouTube videos that you went and found on your own. You've told me, uh, when we were prepping for today's show about Facebook groups that you're a part of. Yeah. No one told you about those. You went out and found them on your own. So I can shout them
1: out. Yeah. Go so, for it. Shout them uh, out. The new loan officer, uh, group, new loan officer group on Facebook, uh, has a good bit of content, you know, other LOs asking questions, a lot of new LOs. Um, Make sure
0: you tell those LOs about the Loan Officer Podcast. I'm going
1: to share it on there now that I shouted it out. Awesome. The Loan Officer Deal Desk on Facebook is cool for just, I mean, seriously, it's 2am on Sunday and, you know, Dio won't answer the phone or Ben or Mike or whoever. You can go on there and post a question, and there's some underwriter up, man, you know, in Alaska or something, that will go on there and answer, and it's it's probably right. They know what they're talking about. Uh, But uh, Sales Remastered is a um, an originator in like California. It's all refis, it's all incoming calls, but a lot of good points on. You know, when people are, like, fighting rate or fees or whatever, just, you know, reasonable things that's centered on, on an LO. So those sure. are three
0: Facebook groups
1: that you asked to join and they, they allowed you in. Yeah, one's uh, sales uh YouTube videos, just uh, that uh, a guy, a loan officer, like a manager does uh, at some unknown bank in, in California, basically. A lot of good information. And he does, like, live phone calls. Uh, it's different than, like, what we do, but uh incoming refi leads basically is is like a 99% of what he does um but a lot of good information there um the loan officer podcast obviously up, uh, well yeah you said mean, that at the beginning. okay yeah, yeah. all right i've I mean, can't plug it enough Yeah, agreed. i listen to all of them so yeah stuff like that i think um especially you know you don't sleep at night cuz you got a million babies running around or whatever it's good to get into like that mindset on the way to work by I listen to podcasts, I I do it on YouTube, but you know, the video is not playing, I'm just listening to the truck or whatever. Um, I mean, the shower this morning, I was listening to something about originating loans. And I guess one trick um, or tip I would say for like a new loan officer, like what are you most afraid of, right? It's like conversations with borrowers when they're shopping here, they're asking you like, you know, really uh, pointed questions that have a black and white answer that you don't know, because you you probably won't. and talking to like agents and them asking you questions you know so i, I want to see what the consumer like the end user is researching so if, if i were getting a mortgage and i was not in the mortgage business i would probably go on youtube uh, facebook whatever and i would look up you know videos on hey 10 things not to do on you know your first home buyer your first home buyer programs and how it fits you and doesn't or whatever and a lot of it is like like shit information like really bad information <laughs> But I hear it so many times from borrowers, I'm like, they gotta hear it some. Like, Where are they getting this from? You know, well, there it is. It's on. It's on the internet. You know, uh, but listen If it's to, on the internet, it, it must, must be true. Be sure. Yeah, yeah. It's and it's the videos from 2004 you know, four or something, uh, and things might have changed since then. You know, they've changed since I've been here. So, uh, anyways, I like to see that and kind of seeing like what research they're doing, the information, the resources that they're going to. Like we have Ask Polly, uh, the 4000.1, blah blah blah, um, the internet for us. But uh what what's the end user what's your buyer what's your borrower what's your agent like watching or or what's popping up on their feed? you know I think that's important because then you're putting yourself in their shoes and, and now you're ready for those questions when they come up with it as, as silly as it sounds to us because we know what's going on they don't man you know and even if you' bought like 10 houses you know you' you're, you're 60 years old, and you bought one every six, seven years. I mean, it's still, that's not a lot of houses. That's, you know, it's been so long. You're not good at it. You still suck at it. Yeah. Things have changed so much since you did it last time. You really don't know what you're doing. So, a lot of people are going to those resources. So, I like to look at those two, that consumer facing resource.
0: What do you wish you did less of? Mm. Those, for, I mean, think about those first 90, 180 days. Oh, yeah. This Heck, even 200, even, even two months ago. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, 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 what do you wish you were doing less of? Because now that you're a year into it, now that you have your first 100 loans underneath your belt, you're more experienced. You've made a ton of mistakes, which, by the way, it's how we all learn. If we're not out there making mistakes, I I joke, but I'm serious when I say, look, life's about a race to see who can make the most mistakes, the soonest, the quickest, and then learn from them.
1: Um, But like, what do you wish that you did less of? Babysitting deals from A to Z, basically, like, you know, and especially when you don't have that many loans, when you have 10 loans in your pipeline and three are closing in the next month or whatever it is, uh, one loan in your pipeline, like you want to hold that thing and cradle it and walk it all the way, like you want to make sure the title company knows that the closer is possibly going to reach out this afternoon or maybe tomorrow, just stupid stuff like that, you know, Um, processing my own deals basically just because I couldn't get my hands out of it, you know, and then you end up training everybody else that you're gonna sit there and babysit everything and then maybe they don't have to worry about it as much. I mean, I think really just coddling deals all the way through instead of focusing on what I can affect and you know, and, and I I don't remember who told me, I think it was Ben. He was like, Um Your sales manager, yeah, right? My yeah, my sales manager. So Ben Davis told me, um Turn your phone off, you know, like uh, turn your email off, whatever. I don't even remember what it was, but it was a certain day I had to do something, maybe with the pregnancy or something. He's like, just turn your email off and see what happens, you know. And I'm like, really? I have like three loans closing in the next two, three days. And I'm sure, you know, we're going to get an hour from the underwriter on this one. This is going to happen. That's going to happen. I'm going to need to do something. So I just turn your phone off. I'm like, Shit. so I turn my phone off. And guess what happened? They all closed. They all closed. Yeah. They all closed. Nothing. nothing ha- and that's, I missed all types of drama and yeah, blood yeah. pressure and yep. sweat
0: and-, and 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 just so you know, but anyone listening knows. I promise you when I say this, that's a maturation thing, and yeah. that's something that it never you never stop working on it. You know, it's, it's like a marriage or it's like being a parent. Right? As a parent, I'm always working on trying to be a better parent, trying to be a better spouse, mm-hmm. trying to be a better brother, a better friend. Managing your pipeline. There is no oh. I got it, I'm done. Yeah. No, it's a it's a, it's art, a maturation. Man. It's an art. It's, mm-hmm. and, and like most art forms, um, you're you're never, ever going to perfect it. Yeah. Um, I like to think of it as a major league pitcher, baseball pitcher. Yep. Usually, if you look at someone who has like a 15, 16-year career, they got into bigs because they could blow people away. Dude, they needed a fastball and a curveball, mm-hmm. and they dominated. That worked at 24. By the time 34 hit, they don't do that anymore. Right. Right at 34, if you watch them pitch, they're crafty, yep. right? The fastball now is what they use as the changeup, And they're more about location and tricking hitters versus blowing them away. Right. Same person, same professional, and just one has 10 years and there's a maturation the growth process. So you saying that about your pipeline as a leader in this industry, I loved hearing it because it's so true. Mm. Um, but I'll just warn you and anyone listening, it may take Mike three more years before he feels comfortable that he's truly managing his pipeline, has the systems and processes in place, and he's following
1: them. for sure.
0: You can put the systems and processes in place, but if you don't follow them.
1: Agreed.
0: Or you can put systems and processes in place, but if you don't have enough loans, you can't perfect them. Yep. I mean, you kind of need a combination of both. How about this? Any parting shots for the audience? Um, Anyone tuning in that's uh, younger in their career? Maybe someone who's not younger in their their career, but they're, they're trying to go to the Mike Williams level. Uh, what advice would you have for those people tuning in?
1: Watch the Loan Officer Podcast. For <laughs> I sure. appreciate that, I, I'm man. I'm serious. I, I get a lot out of it. 100% I, I wish man. you were a big drinker. I, I could just it. reward
0: you with a <laughs> bottle of whiskey or a nice IPA.
1: I appreciate it. No worries. IPA is like once a month, you know? Yeah.
0: Um, yeah. Two beers and Mike's drunk, by the way. It's a little uh, yeah. little intel on Big Mike Williams. Yeah, yeah,
1: thanks. Uh, yeah, I guess um, taking care of people and, and not focusing on... You know the specifics and the things that we worry about so and and even like a a refinance transaction let's say you know when someone calls you and says hey what's your rate you know i was referred to you and it was a warm transaction it's all these things i just talked about you know it was someone in your inner circle or whatever that referred them and you've got this great relationship but they just call you i don't want to pull credit i have perfect credit right i w2 i make a billion dollars my debt to income i calculated last night on you know some website and it's four and a half i think uh you know and they tell you all this and we're worried about rate and stuff like figure out what people really want like what is really you know the reason i mean it helps you sell but also helps you take care of them you know it's kind of a sales tactic but what is it that exactly is their fear is it that you're going to screw them somehow is that what they're worried about is it they're going to mess up or make a bad decision or is it that they need to save because they got a kid that's going to college in three years and they haven't even thought about saving yet is it because their credit card bills are two grand a month and they make you know sixty thousand dollars a year? Uh, like, get to the real issue, G- getting that out of people. You got to be genuine with them. You got to ask the right questions. You got to have some at bats to figure out how to do that, um, and then go solve that. Like, forget about you know rates and programs and down payment assistance and guidelines and all that. Like, all that's important. You have to know that to to do anything in this business for sure. Um, but you're there to help people. We say it all the time. They're calling you to buy a house, not to buy a loan and just go through this horrible, often, you know, uh, search through all the documentation they've ever had and things that don't exist and letters of explanation. At the end, they want a house, make it happen and and curtail it to what's important to them. Is it payment? Is it this? Is it that? Like, figure that out, find a solution, be good enough, be well-versed enough to know what that solution is, offer it to them and and forget about all the little things that that we worry about and babysit and then once you've fixed it let your team kind of take to the finish line and you know just call them when they're clear to close and and be the hero basically without all the stress that's fantastic no
0: make it about the people
1: for sure like you're one of my favorite
0: people i appreciate you coming in and and sharing your depth of knowledge and your experiences with these people um Do you care if people reach out to you? And if so, how would you prefer them to reach out to you? Via LinkedIn, via Facebook? Uh, I don't know.
1: I would say. uh, Well, there's
0: Google. Look, he's Mike Williams. He works at Waterstone Mortgage in the state of Florida. I mean, look, you can Google the guy and probably find him.
1: I would say email. M. Williams. M is in Mike. Williams is my last name at waterstonemortgage.com. Mike. Thank you so much. Congratulations on the year you had. Obviously,
0: the sky's the limit. You're just getting started. It's going to be so cool to see how this year shakes up. I mean, I've already seen your first quarter numbers, and it looks like it's going to shake up better than last year. But you know how things look five years down the road, seven years down the road, seven, uh, 10 years down the road. Hopefully, in 10 years, I won't be around. <laughs> I'll be alive, but I won't be around. Uh, you may still be around, being you'll have uh, a, a 10-year-old, and yeah. you'll have twin 12-year-olds in 10 Great. years. Um, But uh, I hope to be somewhere quasi-retired on my sport fishing yacht somewhere in the Caribbean. But that's for a whole other episode. Thank you for tuning in. Look, if you want to be like Mike, tune into the Loan Officer Podcast. We are on YouTube. We're on Spotify. We are on Apple Podcast, the Loan Officer Podcast. We are on uh, Instagram, LinkedIn, and Facebook at the Loan Officer Podcast. You can hook up with me on LinkedIn, Dustin Owen. He's Mike Williams. I'm D.O. That's all the time we have for you today. We'll catch you on the next episode.
1: Peace.